Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. We'll get a review of Carnival Sunshine this week. Also, Sherry Kennedy stopping by in just a couple of seconds to tell us five things we need to know about Carnival Cruise Line. Let's see what else. Cruise Radio Facebook group. Kick around the cruise news with us. Just type in Cruise Radio News on Facebook. Also, yeah, keep the emails coming. Doug, D-O-U-G, at cruiseradio.net. I don't care what ship you've sailed on. If you want to share an experience or share an excursion, drop me an email. All right. Hi, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Number one, you say Carnival Cruise Line has some of the largest inside staterooms. They do. That's one of the neat things about Carnival. They, theirs go up to 185 square feet. So if you're, you know, if you want to save money and get an inside stateroom, and some of the other cruise lines, if you're with a friend and you have two twin beds, your knees will bump into each other if you're sitting on the edge of the bed. But Carnival has the largest inside staterooms of all the mass market cruise lines. So that's kind of a neat feature that you just don't find. And you also still get your flat panel TV. You still get to use a bathrobe during your cruise. So just because you have an inside, you're not losing out on any of the amenities that you would have, say, with an ocean view. Um, and you save money. Number two, you want to talk about the overall vibe of Carnival Cruise Line. Yeah, I know that sounds like an old beatnik term, the <laughs> vibe. But Carnival really does have their own vibe. When you step on any of their ships, after you go across the gangway, you're plunked right down in the middle of the atrium, which is just the center of activity, especially on embarkation day. They have a DJ playing music that you can dance to, and people do dance. And it's really hard to not have a smile on your face Somehow the vibe with Carnival is just like you just feel like dancing. It's it's a wonderful feeling. And I'm I'm not 25 years old anymore. And you're still dancing. <laughs> and I'm still yeah. dancing. Knock on wood. Exactly. Number three, you have Carnival Cruise Line has a new dining policy. We talked about this on Cruise News a few weeks back. I think a lot of people like this policy, though. I think it's a great idea. I've sort of nicknamed it uh, too late, too bad mm -hmm. <laughs> dining policy. Basically what it is, it's a program that they're testing out on two of their ships. I think if I remember, it's the Glory and the Conquest. Mm -hmm, correct. Um, and if people show up late, 30 minutes or more, for their main dining room seating time, the maitre d' has the authority to turn them away and say, go to the Lido buffet, go somewhere else, but it's too late to come in now. And it's really a, a, a lesson in efficiency, I think, uh, you know, for the wait staff. And for the other diners at your table, too. They don't have to wait for you to come lollygagging in. So this is new, and I, I would hope it's fleet-wide sooner than later. And I wouldn't doubt that the other cruise lines, of course, are going to catch on. But, you know, right now it's nice when everybody can sit down at the table within five or ten minutes. And it's just smoother, and it's just a much more... Um, convivial atmosphere, I think, when everybody's on time. At the time of recording this, it's only on two shifts, but normally when Carnival tests something or puts it in a quote-unquote pilot program, you're pretty much going to see it fleet-wide within the next couple to few months. Absolutely. So I think that's a good... And you like the idea too, right? I love it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Too late, too bad. I like what you, I like how you uh, nicknamed it that. <laughs> the next one you talk about is dietary restrictions and dietary requirements. We had Lauren on the show a couple of weeks ago, and she talked to us about sailing gluten-free with Carnival. So uh, I want you to add on that, Sherry. Well, you know, I was going to go into that. And since that is 
coverable by every cruise line, you know, in every category. I wanted to focus on the the vegan and the vegetarian options because a lot more people are following um, that kind of a dietary regimen. They have uh, an Indian dish on the menu every night. Um, And what's interesting about that is you can make, you can put in an order ahead of time and it can come out vegan if you prefer. So that means absolutely no dairy and they would have to prepare something different for the sauces. But the fact that it's, it's tasty and the, it's unique because you have, for example, one of the Indian dishes, it'll be um, like three different bowls with like one will have some vegetables in it. Well, they're all vegetables, but they're all prepared differently. And uh, they really go out of their way to uh, make sure that you like it and it's, that it's not too hot because Indian food can be very, very spicy. You know, if you're strict vegan or vegetarian or want to be vegetarian, Carnival has these wonderful Indian dishes that are on the menu. And you don't really, not everybody knows about that. How does it work if you have, say, a gluten-free diet or you're a vegetarian? Like, do you notify the ship or will your travel agent notify the ship before you board? Well, here's what I would tell everybody. And actually, I I try to do a no or low sodium. So Mm -hmm. when you make your reservation, uh, let the cruise line know, you know, you're through your travel agent, hopefully, but if not, let the cruise line know your specific dining need, um, whether, like you said, it's gluten-free, low or no sodium, vegetarian. Um, there's all sorts of different things that people ask for. The only thing they can't do is kosher. They can do kosher style, but that's a whole nother ballgame. So you, you tell the cruise line when you make your reservation, and then as soon as you get on board the ship, your first night at dinner, you know, tell them what you have requested. The head waiter or the dining room manager will come over and confirm with you every night towards when you served your coffee and your dessert, they'll give you the menu for the next day. And you can pick out breakfast, lunch, and dinner to the specific requirement that you need. So it's really kind of interesting because, you know, you pre-order your food basically. Now in the galley, they have a separate area, one that's totally gluten-free, another one for the low sodium. They even make no sodium soups. So they have a big vat for that. So They just need to know ahead of time and you need to be a little patient and work with your waiter and they will make sure that you get your meal preferences perfectly. The last point you have here makes me laugh because it's kind of random, but kind of important. You talk about the laundry on Carnival. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're, if you have children that you're traveling with, laundry is important. And the worst thing for me when my kids were little was coming home from a cruise and having to sift through, you know, a week's worth of laundry for four people. It was just not fun. So Carnival, every ship in the Carnival fleet has a self-service laundrette. So if you can time it just right where, you you know, you don't want to hog all three of the um, washing machines. But try to time it so you can get one, you know, and put a lot of stuff in there. But, um, yeah, and the good thing is if you are a past Carnival guest, a VI. FP, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a platinum member, you get two bags free on three to six night cruises, which is, you know, if you can roll your clothes really tight and stick them in the bag, that's a great benefit. And if you're a diamond member, you have unlimited laundry services at your service, I guess you could say. So uh, it really pays to find a cruise line and stay loyal to it because Free laundry throughout your cruise is really pretty cool. Yes, it is. Been talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. You can find her there. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Doug. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. 
From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. This is Cruise Radio. Ryan and his wife just returned from an eight-night Southern Caribbean sailing on Carnival Sunshine. They join us on the line. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. It's no secret. I'm a big fan of Carnival Sunshine, uh, really close to me here in Jacksonville. What made you want to sail her? So we were looking mostly at itinerary. We were on a cruise uh, the previous year um, on Carnival Magic where we went to San Juan, Puerto Rico. So we definitely wanted to hit Puerto Rico again. And we've been to St. Martin before as well. So this itinerary just looked really appealing because it stopped in both of those ports. And we'd never been to St. Kitts before either. Awesome. Very cool. And so uh, you make your way, you're up in Pennsylvania, and you make your way down to Port Canaveral, I guess down to Orlando, and then over to Port Canaveral. Um, how was your embarkation process there? Embarkation went fairly smoothly. We we did the staggered check-in time. We had 11 to 11.30. I think we arrived about 10 of 11 was when our shuttle dropped us off. And once inside, I think we sat after check-in for maybe 45 minutes, and then they started loading us on to the ship. So I'd, I'd say we were probably on Lido by noon. Cool. Do they enforce the staggered check-in down there in Canaveral? It doesn't seem like they really paid attention to your check-in times, but they paid more attention to what zone number they gave you once they did give you a zone number. Mm -hmm. And that was what was more important to them, or at least that's how it appeared to me. Gotcha. So uh, you make your way on board Carnival Sunshine. What were your first impressions of her? Speaking for myself, I was blown away. In fact, I was actively against taking this cruise. I mean, I like a lot of people, I read a lot of reviews before we go, and Sunshine just doesn't seem to garner too many positive reviews. People seem to complain about congestion and a lot of traffic and not enough space for the amount of people on board. But when I got aboard, I did have to eat my words. I thought <laughs> the refit from Destiny to Sunshine, that every space we walked into was really beautifully appointed and bright and airy. And I really ended up enjoying the ship a whole lot. What did you think? I did see a couple areas that seemed a little congested, but... Overall, I really liked the ship, the decor. Um, the atrium was beautiful when you first walk in. So I really am glad we, we went on Sunshine, and oh. it is one of my 
top favorite ships, I think, that we've sailed so far. Oh, very cool. So uh, what kind of room did you book, and what did you think of it? We had a balcony room on deck eight, and this is probably our ninth cruise, I think, on Carnival, and mm-hmm. we've always done the balcony, so it was pretty much in line with every previous balcony room we've had, although they seem to have redecorated it in, the, I guess, the way that the newer ships like Breeze and Vista decorated. They mm-hmm. they did away with that old, what seemed like an entertainment center for the old-style televisions, and then place we had like a bookcase, which gave a lot of extra nice storage. The bathroom shower was actually, you could fit into it comfortably without feeling like you were getting wrapped up in the shower curtain. So that was really nice. So overall, I was pretty impressed. It was a departure from the previous balconies that we'd stayed on. Yeah. What about you, Lauren, being a, a girl and all and all of your luggage you may have had? What do you think for the space and everything? Overall, I think we're able to deal with the, the space pretty well. But I, like Ryan said, there did seem to be more storage, um, more shelving for, you know, all the girl products and mm-hmm. stuff. So I really did like this cabin, I think, the most of all the, the cabins we've been in so far. Um, and like Ryan said, the, the shower was pretty big comparatively. So, you know, being a girl, that's that's a great thing, too. See, so it wasn't just me. that The showers are a lot bigger on Sunshine, aren't they? Because normally it's like you're in a little, yeah. a little square, but this one's like a rectangle, isn't it? Yeah, they used yeah. to put it, it just felt like a little corner of the mm-hmm. bathroom. But when they, I guess someone redesigned them, now the sink area is smaller, which is fine yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And they opened up the shower area, so you could actually fit two people comfortably if, if you wanted to. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the food aboard Carnival Sunshine, and we'll start up top at the Lido Deck Marketplace and work our way out from there. So what did y'all guys think about the buffet area? It's the same on all the Carnival ships, pretty much. You have the same offerings throughout the week. I'd say I actually spent a few nights eating there this cruise, which I hadn't done in previous cruises we usually eat in the main dining room, but this time we experimented with the Lido and a couple other venues. But yeah, Lido was a was really nice. They have it decorated nicely, and it does get a little congested during the peak times of the day, but otherwise there was no issues. I thought the Lido deck was a, a little bit smaller mm-hmm. than some. Like we're, We've been on Carnival Pride a few times, and yeah. they have a, a pretty expansive Lido deck and a few more offerings, I think, different uh, genres of food, but... Overall, I thought the Lido deck was was decorated really nicely, and the Havana bar that is right behind Lido offers a lot of uh, great seating, and I don't think a lot of people knew that it was back there, so we could always find a table, and it was really nice back there. Definitely. Uh, Outside with the Guy's Burger Joint and the Blue Iguana Cantina, what did you think of that? You can't not take a cruise and not try uh, Guy's Burger, so I think I had... I, I limited myself. I only had two on this cruise. <laughs> nice. What do you think, Lauren? I always like a guy's burger, too. I usually only have one per cruise. I, I tend to head more towards uh, Blue Iguana, but good as usual. And I really love their fries, so sometimes I'll just go out to, to guy's burgers and grab some fries. I hear you on that. Uh, as far as the main dining room, uh, I know you didn't spend a lot of nights there, but uh, what time dining did you have? It was anytime dining mm-hmm. that we chose, and I'm going to let Lauren discuss this in more detail because I only ate in the main dining room the one night. All right. This is our first time having anytime dining. 
we ended up having with six of us having to wait for a table a little bit longer than I had expected. Mm -hmm. And then once we got into the dining room, things seemed a little more hectic than usual. I think our waiters were just overworked, um, a little busy. And because I have a food allergy, I have a gluten allergy. There was a little bit of a mix up with some of my orders that I had placed the nights before, but overall the food was good and they, they did accommodate my allergy as they always do. So not a whole lot of complaints, just I think we would go back to early dining or late dining versus anytime dining for our next cruise. Yeah, whenever I sailed on Sunshine, uh, we did the anytime dining and we, ha- we got a pager and we had to wait sometimes like 45 minutes before we got seated. So I agree with you 100% on that. As far as entertainment on board the ship on your eight night sailing, what did you think of the entertainment? Well, we didn't do a whole lot of the traditional entertainment. We didn't go to any of the shows or the comedy shows. Now, my my father and stepmother were along with us, and they went to comedy shows just about every single night. And if there was two or three, they went to all of them, and they really enjoyed them. We tend to just, you know, kind of roam around the ship at night, Mm -hmm. grab some drinks, see what's going on, sort of less formal I like to go to the casino and try my luck on the craps table. Did you do well? One night I did, but then, you know, by the end of the week, Carnival got all my money back. <laughs> yeah, they always do. <laughs> cool. So uh, let's talk about, Ryan, you were saying you were reading the reviews and it was talking about the crowds and everything during the sea days. Having experienced it now after reading the reviews, what did you think about that? I do understand now what the things people point out in their reviews are. I don't necessarily think that I would make it as big a complaint as some of the reviews I seem to have read. For instance, as Lauren had mentioned, the Lido area, I guess when they did the refit into Sunshine, they took up some space um, for other uses. So of all the ships I've been on, it is the smallest Lido deck. But with that said if you kind of just go into these things knowing what to expect. And after we had explored the ship the first day, we kind of knew a don't come to Lido at exactly noon because it is going to be crowded. Everyone wants lunch around noon. Mm -hmm. Then like she had mentioned before, the Havana bar area behind Lido seemed like the best kept secret all week long. So my favorite thing is Mongolian walk and on other ships, that's that's a major venue. The lines are wrapped around the whole area, whereas on Sunshine, no one seemed aware that it was there. So I'd walk up, no problem at all, grab a tray, put my order in, and have my, my food within 10 minutes. So that was great. But, yeah, I do I do see where people would make complaints about the congestion because they did add more cabins when they made it into the sunshine and it it did have somewhat of an effect, but if you just plan accordingly, it's, it's not a real deal breaker or anything. It's probably safe to say that people who were complaining didn't know about the Havana bar where you can go. It was empty all week and it was one of our favorite places to be. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. You could always find a table back there. So let's talk about the ports. What, what ports did you hit on this eight night sailing? We started in Grand Turk. The following day was San Juan, followed by St. Kitts, and we ended in St. Martin. With Grand Turk, it's uh, Carnival's private kind of island, so it's not an island. I guess. Well, yeah, it is. Like, yeah, it's an island, but, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you, everyone hunts to hit up Margaritaville, so we we hung out there for a little bit, and then we like to walk down to Jack Shack down the beach a little bit and play with the dog Topher, and they have, you know, 
little better prices on drinks and uh we actually think the water is a little clearer greener and bluer when when you walk that little quarter mile down the beach and it, it's a little less crowded so it's you know, a little more space a little better prices on drinks and, and it's just we think it makes for a more interesting beach day. You were mentioning a little cheaper on drinks. It's like half the price down there at Jack Shack because yeah. isn't a beer like four dollars at Jack's and eight dollars or nine dollars at Margaritaville, something crazy like that? Yeah, easily, yeah. easily, yeah. yeah. You can get a bucket for, of beers <laughs> yeah. for the price of one margarita. Totally. Yeah. Uh, how about your next port? What'd you do in uh, San Juan? San Juan is one of our favorites, and Lauren's uh, really wanting to answer this question. <laughs> okay, so go I'm going to hand it over to her. Twice we've now been in San Juan, and I really just like that as a day to walk around. I love just seeing all the architecture and, and you know, walking through the streets. We went to Casa Cortez Chocolate Bar, um, got a truffle flight, some chocolate coffee drinks. Then we, we also went through um, one of the forts, El Moro, mm-hmm. and that was beautiful, great place to take pictures. So we had just kind of a relaxed day where we walked around and, and just took in the sights. Cool. After San Juan, it was what, St. Kitts? Yeah, and St. Kitts we'd never been to before. And pulling up to it uh, as we made our approach, I have to say that the way I described it was, it's how I imagine Hawaii looks with mm-hmm. its mountains reaching up into the clouds and everything. I've never been to Hawaii, but it's how I picture it. Sure. Um, we got off the boat and, you know, they have their little shopping area like most ports do. And then taxis right off to the side, ready to take you off to wherever you want to go. We got in a taxi and they took us to Cockleshell Beach. And on the ride there, they took us to like an overlook that where you could take pictures and I'm sure you've seen them before. People take pictures where you get one side of the islands, the Caribbean Sea, the other side's the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. One side's crystal clear green water, the other side's blue. So it it was really a picturesque opportunity. And then there's the the infamous monkeys that locals love to put into your arms and then charge you for. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now, the next one, uh, the, actually, I guess the last port you went to was uh, St. Martin. What did you guys do there? St. Martin, we love. You you get off the boat, you get your ticket for the water taxi, and that takes you back and forth all day long. So if you want to grab food, go shopping, go back to the ship, dump what you bought, head back to the beach, you can ride it all day long for $7 a person. You can't beat that. And that's exactly what we did. We got off, we, we did some shopping, then we took our stuff back to the boat. And then my brother in law and I, we went ahead and rented some jet skis. And got to race those around in the bay there, where uh, it's just absolutely perfect water. You just uh, at a couple of points, I just wanted to stop my jet ski and just jump in and swim for a minute. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite uh, ports that we've been to for sure. We have been to Maho Beach before and watched the airplanes land. We didn't do that this time. We actually stayed local to the port this time. You said that the water taxi ticket was seven dollars. Where did you purchase that from? Right off the docks, when you're walking through and off the boat, there's there's signs that say water taxis this way, and in there it's intermixed in with all the that new shopping area they have right off the boat. You can't miss it. There's just big signs that say water taxi this way, and it leads you right up to them. Cool. So uh, you had a sea day or two, made your way back to Port Canaveral. How was debarkation for you? Debarkation was actually really smooth. We always do the self assist. 
and we ate breakfast early. I think the ship arrived by about 6.30 in the morning. Um, we finished eating. We grabbed our bags, and we wanted to just sit in an, like a, one of the lounges until they called our deck for disembarkation. They no sooner had called the first deck than we had walked around a corner, and people were signaling us, just keep walking, keep walking. And we were off the boat probably by 7 in the morning. Wow. That's pretty fast for debark. Yeah, they never. We never even heard them call our floor, so it was the first deck they called. And I think it was deck two, and they just let us walk off with those people. So it was uh, pretty convenient, actually. Cool. Did you guys um, stay an extra day or two in Orlando, or did you uh, fly straight home? We didn't fly. Actually, we drove. Oh, wow. We rented a car both ways, so we got a shuttle uh, back to the rental car and. Hit the road almost immediately. What did that take you, about 15 hours or so, maybe? 13? Give or take 14 and a half, 15 hours yeah. to get where we're going. We had a little bit of traffic coming home, but but yeah, I would say about 14 and a half. Gotcha. Yeah, I drove to um, the Finger Lakes up in New York last year, and it was about 15 hours. From, I'm in Jacksonville, so I'm like two hours north of Port Canaveral. It was like a 15-hour ride yeah. Yeah, straight through. Um, yeah, so you're, you're, you're looking at about the same length, yeah. give or take, that we drove. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, looking back on your cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you? For me, the highlight was going back to St. Martin and San Juan again. Those were my favorites for sure. Uh, another highlight for me was just simply realizing that my opinion of Sunshine was completely ill-informed and that I ended up really enjoying the ship a whole lot especially the Serenity area with that, that three-deck Serenity area they have and the waterfall and all that. It's just a really – it is a really fun ship, and uh, they have the ropes course that I didn't even know they had. So I was excited to do that. And, yeah, all in all, I was I was happy to be wrong about the ship. <laughs> nice. What, what about you, Lauren? I really loved the ports that we had on this, this trip. Um, we had long days in a few of them. And so um, it, I felt like we really got to experience and have a good experience in all of the ports. And then I just really liked the entire ship, um, the kind of clean, relaxed decor. And the Serenity Deck, as Ryan mentioned, was great. I was able to get a chair up there a couple times, which was great. I know that's hard to do sometimes. So overall, it was a you know really great trip. And I definitely would go on sunshine again. You guys sent me some talking points before we started recording. And uh, you mentioned your your lowest low on the talking point here. So uh, go ahead and talk to me about that. We've only ever cruised with Carnival. So since 2010, there's not been a whole lot of variation. And everyone hears about the dreaded cutbacks that uh, all the time. And that's a big point of contention. And I think the only thing for me is that the size of the dining room staff seems to go down and they all get assigned more tables than necessary. And what used to be really fun experience where by the second night they knew what your favorite drink was and they'd chat you up, talk about the port you're hitting tomorrow. And, you know, you just got to know them, they'd laugh and joke with you. They're too busy to do that anymore. And then couple that with, it seems just like really drawn out now because they do have so many tables that every meal seems to easily take up that, that two and a half to three hour time period where you have the, the next dining people ready to come in and you're still finishing your dessert. It's just, to me, it's not as fun as it used to be. And I'd rather just hit one of the pay for venues. Like we really loved the Cucina a lot. 
Cucina was, was great. We went three times, I guess, that week. In fact, when we would make our reservations, they would ask me ahead of time with my, my gluten allergy what I wanted to eat. They would make sure that they made me tiramisu, even though it isn't typically gluten-free, chicken parmesan, arancini. They were fantastic about just making sure I could eat whatever I wanted. And so because of that and, you know, the friendly atmosphere, we went back three times cool. instead of maybe going to the main dining room. And that's like what, $15 per person now? Yeah, it's really, yeah. Um, for what you get, it's a really good value, $15 a person. And for two of us, that's the price of one person at the steakhouse. So you can't really beat it. We did try to get a reservation at the steakhouse, but it was filled up. It's, it seems a little smaller on Sunshine than it is, say, on Carnival Pride. Mm-hmm. So we weren't able to get into the steakhouse, but it looked really nice. Do you have any tips to offer for guests sailing Carnival Sunshine? Ignore the reviews and make your own opinion. That's the biggest takeaway I had for that ship. I was about ready to call our vacation planner the week before and switch our itinerary to one on the magic that was leaving the following day out of Canaveral. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad I didn't. I think it is a ship that you just give it a chance. It's it's a really nice, it's very nicely appointed and you're going to have fun. I would say, make sure you check out the Havana bar um, and everything that's back there. Uh, Kachina and and the Mongolian Walk. And I think overall, just expect a fun time. It's a great ship, and we really enjoyed ourselves. We've been talking with Ryan and Lauren about their eight-night Southern Caribbean cruise on Carnival Sunshine. They actually wrote a pretty great review of the ship, actually. I'll link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank Thank you. you. It was a pleasure. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.